When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If your kid has a favorite stuffed animal or a favorite blanket and a favorite toy, whatever it is, and you have a backup one of those, there's a warning on something you absolutely cannot do or it it will it will ruin your life. Uh, also, I vetoed some things that Callie wanted to hang on the wall of our studio. I'll explain why. And we also talk about why we've made adjustments to the show, which leads us into a side of Jeff Dollar that most people don't know. All that and more in today's episode. You are an upsider, living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for snack bowls. I didn't tell you this yet, Jeff, but when I saw my dad a couple well, of Hang on. What's the snack bowl? The snack bowl. This thing. It's like a tiny, it's like if you took a cereal oh, bowl and okay, chopped it in a, half. So just smaller bowls. Yeah, it's this smaller bowl and it's so handy because it makes you feel like you've got a full bowl of stuff. Oh, I thought it was like a commercially purchased bowl of snacks. It's, oh, no. It's just a small. Like it's that just would a be, smaller bowl. That would be an ice cream bowl if there was ice yeah. cream in it. That would be a... It'd be a, a thumbtack bowl if there were thumbtacks in it. Yeah. Yes. Got it. So smaller bowls. Smaller bowls. Got it. Um, so my dad, I saw him a couple days ago, and he routinely gives us feedback on the show. And he was telling me that he agreed with one of our callers from last week who said this new – some of the new, the new things on our show are going to take a minute to get used to. And of he course. wanted me to know. Of course they are. Um, so I don't be, I think it's been that way for everybody. Um, I think most people really like the changes. Some people, it's taking them, you know, a little bit longer to get used to, like even, my dad. Even if you really like the changes, it still feels weird. You know I what think I'm saying? It, you have to, like, retrain your ears or something because your ears are expecting to hear a certain thing at a certain time. Yes. So it's like, oh, then they just finished a sentence. Now there's going to be a theme song. Yes. Like, now, and it just, when it's different, you're like, whoa. Weird. And and in the world of radio, which is my background, right, that's what you're trying to create comfort and routine and just you want to be part of you – you want to get people's attention, but you also want to be a comfortable part of their background, mm-hmm. you know, and the way you do that is to have consistent, you know – is that like patterns? A consistent patterns mm-hmm. and, and consistent routines. So I – and I'm used to – from being every time we would change a theme song or even change like a piece of imaging or like a sweeper or something like that, it's what does imaging mean? Like the thing that says you are like the new top of the show, open of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, you are an upsider. Like with the voiceover person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um it always it always rattles people. And so like even now, and I will tell you where these recent changes have come from and the we're gonna be Implement it. We've already implemented a couple of them. There might be another tweak or two between now and the end of the month, but I think we're close to them. But I just, it occurred to me 
that I have so many people ask me for feedback on their podcast or people who hire us to help them create podcasts. And I never took the time to think critically about ours the way, like if, if ours was a third part, like if somebody, if we hired me to listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. I would ask things like, oh, I really like your theme music. How long have you had it in place? And if they, even if they said since 2020, yeah, you know, for 24 full months, I'd be like, oh, well, let's just freshen that up. Like, yeah. let's just, you know, get a new sound in there so that people are like, oh, those, so so people are like, oh, those are the older episodes. These are the newer episodes. Mm-hmm. But what about the voiceover? Like, yeah, it's been that way since the beginning too. I'm like, well, let's freshen that up. Mm-hmm. And then even the beginning of the show where we would just open up talking about something and then we'd talk for like three or five minutes and then we would play the intro stuff and then we would do like more topics. I just think where we are now like we want the show to be like more conversational and friendly. Yeah. So I'm like, why are we interrupting it with a with intro, a song and an the, intro? With the intro mm-hmm. that we put in after the fact. Like, why don't we just tell people what's coming up in the show? Boom. Take 20 seconds to do that, do the intro, and then we just talk for 20 minutes. Yeah. Half hour. Yeah. You know, however mm-hmm. long the show is. So that's why that's why the changes that you're hearing now are are happening. I think it's really cool behind the scenes. It's been a good experience for me. One, to learn more about the programming side, because Jeff doesn't, the way kind of our process works is, you know, he'll come to me and say, what do you think about this? And then I'll either like poke some holes in it, ask some questions or say, yeah, great. I love it. Or I don't understand it. And then we do it a couple of times. And we actually did a couple of things for shows this week that we listened back to and we were like, that doesn't really flow. Like that doesn't flow with the show. So we mix things up and it's been cool for me to get some of that knowledge because I think you kind of forget how much experience that you have. And it's not normal for most people like me to get the feedback and to, um, you know, come up with the feedback that you're giving our own show, like have having our show reviewed, Uh, by someone that has been in radio forever. And I really would love for you to explain what you did as an executive producer and a producer, because I know everybody that listens to our show pretty much knows you as the funny guy on the radio and as someone on the microphone. But I would say that's just the tip of the iceberg of your radio career. And a lot of it has been under the surface. So can you talk about kind of what you did that nobody saw or that people that have listened to your shows forever, um, even going back to Arizona or Philly, didn't know about the work you were doing behind the scenes? Yes, I can. Because I have just changed like a little, like a personal mission of mine. Like I've made, I've made a personal mission of mine in the past week or two Mm -hmm. based on the experience you were just talking about. I am very, I don't know what the word is, like hardly, very, I don't know. What's it mean when I'm like really, really trying to do something? Gung-ho. I'm super gung-ho. No, it's more than that. Not even fired up. It's like I am going to stop using the words I think when giving people feedback on their audio productions. Yeah. Because I don't think I know. And if that sounds cocky, I'm aware of that. I feel 
I don't like saying it, but the reality is since I was 20 years old, I was working, I've worked in morning radio and learned from some really, really smart people along the way and learned from my own trial and error along the way. Mm -hmm. And when you do the math, like I've had a hand in creating nearly 50,000 hours of audio product. Yeah. Like I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I don't think. You know. I know. It's not an opinion and your opinion is not as valid as mine because you, if it was, you wouldn't have hired a comp like us. Right. To guide guide you. You have the experience and that's what you're speaking to. Yes. So I'm trying really, really hard to stop saying, I think you should do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying harder to say, I know you should do this. Um, And so this is a good time for you to ask this question because basically behind the scenes, I would, as an executive producer, I was basically the person who would connect all of the dots with what's happening right now to where we wanted to be. Any show that I was working on wanted to be three months or six months or 12 months from now. Mm -hmm. So I would look ahead and say, okay, in like whatever our goals were as a radio show or a radio station, I would say, Okay, in order to achieve those goals, ratings, revenue, philanthropy, casting changes, like opinion, like like uh, belief set of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what that's called, but I would look ahead and say, hey, next year is an election year. There's going to be a lot of politics happening everywhere else we should slowly start to distance ourselves from politics so that we could be like a politics-free zone. mm -hmm. Like I would think of that six or nine months ahead of time and then we would make content decisions based on that. Or we that's, I don't know, that's probably a bad example. But um, You were the person that was always thinking forward and make sure everything was in line with the best possible listener experience. And you really crafted, I mean, most of the shows that you were working on, maybe not like the first one when you were like super rookie, brand new, making $10,000 a year or whatever you were making. But for a lot of the bigger shows, like you from the ground up helped people or helped your coworkers and stuff like that, come up with a plan, execute a plan you know, make sure that, um, you know, everything that was going on air to the best of your ability was achieving the goals. Like you did a lot of the behind the scenes work, like in the early two thousands, you were booking celebrity guests. You were, you know, doing those kind of things, coming up with really brilliant promotions. Um, but that's the, the promotions part of it. Yeah. But like, I think it's important for everybody to, to remember who is, who is talented and everybody's talented. But if you are lucky enough to do for a living what you are naturally talented at, it's easy to forget how smart and good you are. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like if you I th- I realize now and only very recently, only within the past year or two, I am starting to come to terms with the fact that I am just naturally good at 
everything that I have done up to this right. point. Programming. The, the programming, the politics of it, the planning, the long-term strategy, the day-to-day execution to take the one step at a time to get to the destination, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, I'm really, really good at. And it's and it's difficult for me to put a value on that because to me it's so easy and it's something that I really like doing. So the, yeah. So my, I guess my point in saying that is if you're a person who is really, really good at something, understand that it's, sometimes it's hard to see that you're special. Does that make yeah, sense? Does totally. That sound, does this whole thing sound really, really cocky now? No, I don't think it sounds cocky at all. I actually don't think you're like giving yourself enough, enough credit for the hard work that you've done. And that's why we're making changes to the show. So when Jeff is saying like, I've never really like listened to our show and given feedback, like he's listening, been listening to our show, you know, the past month or so, uh, through the ears of an executive producer that would say, and has said for 30 years, here's why, here's how this impacts your listener in a negative way. Here's how you can make the experience better for them. And here's what I would do. Um, I don't think it impacts. Yeah. Just to correct you. I don't think anything impacted people in a negative way. Mm -mm. I just think it was, here's how you can improve. Here's how we can make improvements. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And if you never make changes and you never improve anything, like you're staying the same and there's no, like even, legacy shows or, you know, like Mojo was a show that you worked on. It's a legacy radio show. He's super famous. His, his show is a legendary show. Even he has made changes over the years. Like he has, everybody has, yeah, everybody has. You just, you know, you improve things where you can. And if you are stagnant, then that's who gets left behind. You know, what I tell everybody that we work with in podcasting or that we don't work with is you're never going to achieve perfection. So, so don't chase perfection. Chase 1% better with every week that you release a show, right? Yeah. So if you release a sh- if you release you know, however many shows you released last week, go back, listen to them, and go, what can I do that's a tiny little bit better next week that I didn't do last week? And then implement that, mm-hmm. and those changes add up. So I have not done that in a long time for the upside, and that's what – that's what I, um, you're working on now. Yep. Speaking of your radio career. Um, so we're decorating the studio and we, a while ago we were talking about like the peel and stick wallpaper and I ordered all the samples and did all the things. And Jeff was like, I gotta be honest with you. I don't like the peel and stick. Like, I just don't like we painted the house. It looks fine. Let's, you know, just put stuff on the walls. So we scrapped that idea, which is why we haven't had an update on that. And then I said, okay, well, if we're going to go do that, let's go to the storage unit. Like if we're going to hang stuff, you know, on the walls and accolades and stuff like that, because we've had a really cool journey, like on our podcast. Yeah. But like I used to work in music, Jeff used to work obviously in radio, but also like in music and we should hang some of our cool stuff. Cause we have awesome stuff. Like around the studio. And we went to the storage unit, got a bunch of stuff out. And I had a little pile of what I thought was super cool. And you started like taking things out of my cool pile and putting them back into the storage unit. And you're like, Um, and our studio, by the way, is also Jeff's office. So we have to like agree to a certain extent because you're literally in here all the time. I, the stuff that I took out, the reason I took stuff out is because it felt like old energy to me. It felt, it, yes, they were cool things that happened 
in my career, like really cool things and really cool experiences, but they're five, 10, 15, even 20 years old. And to me, I want to focus on new energy. And I, I totally get that and appreciate that. But to me, your career is so impressive and there's so many cool things that you've gotten to be a part of. And we could fill this studio with like stuff up to the ceiling of cool experiences that either one of us has had career highlights. And I just don't, I totally get the old energy thing, but I also feel like it's built you to where you are. So the really cool highlights should be showcased. But very few people are going to see it except for us. We're right. one. And then feng shui or whatever it's called. Feng shui. Feng shui. Like that kind of energy vibe in my mind, I know that those accolades exist. Like I know all of those cool pictures and memorabilia and awards and photos and, and you know, mementos of experiences. I know they all exist. But I want to leave space on the wall for what's to come. Like, that's kind of the way. If we had an office, would you feel differently? Like, do you feel differently because we're the only two that see it? Uh, no, I would actually probably feel more strong if it was to the public. Really? Yeah, to me, it's just, I, without calling anybody out, like, I know a couple of people that if you walk into their, and you know, and they're successful, yeah. they are very successful. They have worked, the one that I'm thinking of has worked in the music industry forever, mm -hmm. could probably write a book that would sell a gazillion copies with stories that he's had from the music industry, mm -hmm. right? And he fills his space with memorabilia from those journeys. And to me, that seems like there's, it just, that seems like an end of the career move. Mm -hmm. And because we have pivoted from me, from radio to podcasting, I just want. Just, you know, if something happens to you, I'm going to plaster all, all your old news articles. Bury, bury me with them. <laughs> I don't want to bury you with them because then you'll be trapped in your coffin with them forever. Yeah, that's but. a good point. But I, yeah, like I'm happy with the journey and I'm happy. It's just an energy mm. thing. Like. If anybody works for a newspaper and or a magazine, we need more podcast features so we can fill up the studio. Okay, thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. What did one wall say to the other wall? Hey, I'll meet you at the corner. a joke for Ellie's Comedy Club? Have a comment on something we've talked about or an idea for the show? Call or text Callie and Jeff. 800-434-5454. If you are an electric toothbrush lover, you will know that a problem that you fear when you go on vacation is that you're going to run out of battery. So you got to take your charger with you 
Well, no, you don't. Not when you have a Bruce toothbrush. Now, we've been telling you about the Bruce toothbrush. We absolutely love it. And I just gave one to my dad, and I'm really excited about that. They have a discount code and an offer just for you because you're an upsider, and we're going to pass that on to you. The deal is that you're going to get 20% off when you pick your Bruce brush kit and your plan when you go to Bruce.com slash upside. Let me spell that for you. It's B R U U S H.com slash upside, and you're going to get 20 20% off. So 20% off bruce.com slash upside. Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. When you buy Bomba's, you are also giving to someone in need. Bomba's designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. I'm talking about soft, seamless, no tags on anything they make. Uh, there's a pair of Bombas socks for every single thing that you do. I love their Bombas just for lounging around the house. But now that I've started walking and maybe even dabbling and running, uh, they've got socks that are perfect for when your feet get sweaty. So you, they will uh, stay cool and they will not slip down. This is big. They will not slip down below your heel into the bottom of your shoe. That's what I love about Bombas. Uh, there are so many things to love. The only way to experience all this love is to get a pair of Bombas on your feet ASAP. Go to bombas.com slash upside. You'll get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash upside. 20% off your first purchase of Bombas Socks. Summer adventures can turn into a lifelong love of learning, especially when the whole family shares the joy and the excitement of discovery. And that is what we love about KiwiCo. Now, they have monthly crates of science and art projects for kids of all ages. And they include everything you need to complete each project. So you can bring it wherever summer takes you. Each crate is seriously fun. It's an exploration of science, technology, engineering, math, or art through hands-on activities. And they have it for kids of every age. When they say that, they really mean it, right? We've gotten Ellie's since she was about a month old and they have projects even for the little ones. Ellie loves her panda crate. She has been working so hard with like her shapes and with the blocks that came in our last one. And it's really cute because it's fun entertainment for her. But when she figures out how to stack those blocks on the pegs, she is so proud of herself. And I know that she loves learning and it gives her so much confidence. And I love to help her figure these things out. Do your part to encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. Give them the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections to the broader world. Pack summer full of memorable discoveries with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code UPSIDE. We appreciate our UPSIDE partners, and we appreciate you for supporting them. It was a really well-timed coincidence. I guess that's what makes it a coincidence, right? If it's well-timed. Mm -hmm. That's all coincidences have to be well-timed. Um, but Ellie has this stuff. No, all coincidences don't have to be well-timed. You can have a poorly timed coincidence. But it, it's only a coincidence because it happens at the right time, right? Isn't that what um, a coincidence is? Yeah, it's an incident that happens together, a coincidence. Hmm. If the timing was off, it wouldn't be a coincidence. It would be two random things that happened. 
well-timed. I, I don't know. I was just thinking like, well, yeah. Like it's not well-timed if you run into your ex at the grocery store. No, but then it's not a coincidence. But if you're talking about your ex. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess you're And right. then you run into your ex. Yeah. It's a coincidence that you ran into her because yeah. they're two incidents. Isn't that what coincidence is? I think so. Isn't it two separate events that are connected together? Two That's true. That's seemingly true. random yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. Um, Ellie has this stuffed dog named Bobby. And we actually have a we have Bobby, and then we have backup Bobby, mm-hmm. which just lives in the closet. For some reason, backup Bobby made its way into your car. That's not actually what happened. So what happened was I ordered a second Bobby because you were like, what if she loses her favorite stuffed animal? And then we're SOL, like we need a backup. Right. So I had the backup um, delivered. It was like in the middle of our move and it's been sitting in my car in the package for like two months because I just haven't had time to deal with it. And the other day Ellie was in the car and she started crying and she wanted Bobby. And I was like, Oh, Bobby's in my floorboard. So I like, I un, I, you know, untaped the box and whatever, took new Bobby out, gave it to her. And she was like, Bobby. So it worked for the time being. So now we have like two Bobbies floating around our house out and about. Coincidentally enough, I happened to read on the internet on some Insta- parenting Instagram thing about having backup back up favorite toys. Okay. And the person who posted it said, absolutely, under no circumstances, do what you have to do to prevent your child from seeing the first string and the second string toy at the same time. They ne- if if they realize that there's two of them, it's game over. Because they'll always want two. Because they'll always want two of them. So mm, then you'll ha- then you'll have to buy like backup like a backup pair or something. So that happened. I happened to see that and walked through the dining room and saw on that that her Bobby or the dining room. I guess at your office. Um, was sitting on your desk in there, the new Bobby. And then I went upstairs and old Bobby was in her crib. Mm -hmm. So if you've noticed, there's currently a blanket over your desk. Oh, okay. Because I don't know where you want to keep new Bobby. Like, I don't know if new Bobby should go in your... I feel like she we should give her new Bobby and put old Bobby in the closet so she can wear in new Bobby. Yeah, whichever one. Yeah. We just need to know where backup Bobby goes, and we need to make sure that backup Bobby and real Bobby- Don't meet. Don't ever meet. Got it. Got it. Jeff Dollar, what are you loving this week? I am loving Art Bin Storage Tubs. Art Bin is the brand. It's one word, A-R-T-B-I-N. What I, do you use them for? Well, everything in the studio closet okay. is organized in these art bits. So, so they snap closed. That I think they're supposed to be for crafts and art supplies. Mm-hmm. I use them for cables and connectors and wires and microphones and just all the stuff that we need to keep the studio and to you know loan out to our shows if they need equipment and stuff. Like that's all stored in there. They're stackable. Okay. So they fit really neatly on top of one another and on the shelves. I have like they're they're big so you can keep like large like you can keep paper 
You know what I mean? Like they're big, like, but they also have like skinny, narrow ones, the mm-hmm. shoebox size, maybe like half the size of a shoebox, but they all come with dividers. Okay. So you can split it up and, you know, keep the, like a bunch of small stuff in one and a bunch of, anyways, they're, I, they bring me joy as somebody who has struggled for a long time to keep their stuff organized and would occasionally go to Target and buy like a bunch of plastic tubs. Right. But then you have mismatched, mismatched and, then and they all change this the other color stuff. tops and then it, yeah. Exactly. These are perfect and they're versatile. They're not as super expensive. Um, and you What's can, the name again? Artbin, A-R-T-B-I-N. And you can get them on Amazon. Yeah, and you can buy them in sets. So you could buy like three of them for a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. And and just I've added to, to our collection over the years. They're the greatest thing. And that's what I'm loving right now, Artbin. What about you? <laughs> Thank you, you for always asking. Get, you always get, you know, sometimes you can just go and go, well, here's what I'm loving. Um, here's what I'm loving. Okay, let's try it again. Um, and you can get and get them in Amazon. Here's what I'm loving. I and what? I'm sorry. Why didn't you wait for me to ask you? Shut <laughs> up. And I'm sorry if you don't have a Trader Joe's near you. I'm sorry to do this to you, but we have a Trader Joe's right next to our house, and we have found these. First of all, my love for Trader Joe's knows no limits because they have the best snacks of all time. And I'm really trying to like clean up my diet. But Jeff and I have big time sweet tooths, so we've been getting these little mini ice cream cones, and the name of them is Hold the Cone. They're Trader Joe's brand, and you can get them in chocolate chip, vanilla, or chocolate, and they have, like, a chocolate coating on the outside, and then you get to eat the cone. It is, like, the perfect sweet tooth snack. It's so satisfying. It doesn't make you, like, tired because it's not huge. You don't feel gross after you eat it um, or sick or anything like that, and it's, like, the perfect little thing. It's, like, 100 calories. Is it even 100 calories? Less than that. I have no idea. I'm not looking at the nutrition label of ice cream cones that I'm eating. Well, to this math, it's it's 260 calories for three. So it's about 90 calories. So it's about 90 calories, and it's delicious. So if you have a Trader Joe's near you, hold the cone. So good. Here are today's three random things. Our first random thing is, did you know that gummy bears are like kind of a recent thing? I yeah, I mean I would have guessed. I I couldn't imagine that they were loading up the wagons on the Oregon Trail with gummy worms. Well, no, but apparently America did not get gummy bears until 1982 when Haribo opened up its American factory in Baltimore. So 1982 is like me. Like gummy gummy bears are a millennial. What? Yeah. That's so point. weird. Uh, your second random thing is uh, take a look around if you're at the office at all of your coworkers and think to yourself, uh, would I be friends with these people if I didn't work for them? Uh, when asked at the office, like while you're at work, 51% of people said they would remain friends with colleagues even if they didn't work together. Mm-hmm. When you're not physically around – and by the way, these surveys are – Conducting in private, so you don't have to like right. raise your hand or whatever. Uh, when you're not physically at the office and people answer that question, the average is just under a third. It's 31% of people say they would be friends with their colleagues. I don't have a lot of friends at work, but it's on purpose. And I, I used to think, you know, oh, I don't have friends at work. Like, I'm odd man out. That's so weird. We spend so much time at work. So you should have, like, really good friends at work. 
And I don't know if it's like just it after your last radio breakup, I was like, nope, not doing that. Or I just decided at some point I decided you should have boundaries with your coworkers. You know what I mean? Like, cause I feel like personal work, it just gets a little dicey. So I am officially fine not having a ton of close friends at work. I realized that in my last job because um, the first, when I went into the job, the, the very first guy who was my immediate supervisor, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be buddies with him. Like, we're going to be friends and we're going to take this radio station to the next level together. And I tried really, really hard, but we just weren't I just didn't like him. Yeah. And he, outside of the office, I wouldn't have liked him and he wouldn't have liked me. That doesn't mean- No, a, yeah. You guys a, just did not- We just enjoyed- You just wouldn't have been friends. Yes. Yeah. We just enjoyed different things, right? Yeah. So it's that's not- He's not a bad person or anything like that. It's just like- But I really, really tried to force it. So then he ends up losing his job and they bring another guy in and then I- in my infinite wisdom say, I'm going to have zero personal relationship with this guy. It's going to be strictly business. And this poor guy just wanted to be friends. Mm. Like this poor guy like tried so hard. And I was like, no, not like that. But, yeah. I, but I put up this boundaries. So I think w what I have learned is um, you have to take it by case by case basis. <laughs> like, just don't make blanket I hate you or I love you statements because it didn't work out well. Yeah. And our third random thing is Jeff Dollar. What is the number one thing women love about getting older? Um, knowing now what they didn't know then. Kind of. Uh, it's self-confidence. And I heard that like growing up, like with each year that you get older, you get a little more sure of yourself and your decisions and your body and how you look and all of this stuff. So anyways, yeah, self-confidence. And those are our three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. I have a note in my phone. It's simply titled Neighbors. I am really excited that we're doing this. This is one of those do something now that your future self will thank you for situations. We uh, met or are starting to meet more and more neighbors on the street and um, when we met the last ones, it's when, when I started this note and I wrote down her name and I wrote down her daughter's name and how old her daughter was in relation to Ellie. Yeah. Like how many months Ellie younger than Ellie, her daughter was and um, <laughs> what kind of dog they have. Because I am a person who one, even if I've known you for a year in my head, as I'm saying your name out loud, I'm wondering if it's the right name. You know what I mean? Do you feel that way about me? No, but like <laughs> coworkers and name? stuff. Like if, if when you're I, only ever 90% sure. Yes. And so that being said, uh, even if I was a hundred percent certain of this person's name, I would still only be 90% certain. So I just started this little thing in my, notepad to keep track. I told, our, our I told future, you before I did it at a, at a bar that our, I went to all the time. I just kept notes on the servers and the bartenders. Yeah. So I just want to be, I just want to be liked. Our future neighborly selves are going to be very proud of us. Hey guys, 
guys, um, I'm sure you've gotten this suggestion or you've maybe already watched it, but Yellowstone is a great couples show to binge. It is so good. And we're like you, like we like to just watch one show at a time and it's always fun when it's a show that you both like. And I will tell you, Callie, it took me about like three, two to three episodes to really get into it. But holy moly, it is so good. And when it was over, I was like, what are we going to do with our lives? This is it. I don't know. It's, it's that good. So give that a shot if you want to. Also, Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Also really, really, really good. Takes a minute to get into, but anywho. Okay, bye. Awesome podcast alert. Girl Meets Farm is hosted by Molly Yeh, who is absolutely adorable, and she is the cutest, most whimsical person, and you're probably going to know her from her cookbooks or her food blog, or she has a show on Food Network, and she's a city girl. She's married to a fifth-generation beet farmer, which is like, what? And she lives on the border between Minnesota and North Dakota. On her show, she cooks everything from Midwestern classics with a twist, but cr- and also crazy good dishes inspired by her Chinese and Jewish heritage. It's a really cool menu of food that she does, and they have turned her TV show into podcast episodes. So you're going to learn how to cook the food. You can listen to it on the show. You can even do it while you're listening to it. Cook it while you're listening to it. Here's one of the menus that she used in one of her episodes. Um, okay, it is homemade raspberry marshmallows, hearty brisket tacos with pink pickled onions, crispy smashed potatoes with chimichurri dressing. Um, yum. And charred sweet corn salsa. That sounds awesome. And it's so cool to listen to a cooking show because you actually have your you know hands free and your eyes free and you can cook and then listen to Molly's show at the same time. Listen to Girl Meets Farm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nobody likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you got bills due, places to go, people to see. It's a good thing that there is Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days for you to save, to pay bills, and just generally feel good about having money in your account. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, a checking account, a debit card, and an optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully, it's not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes, and you can get started easily at Chime.com slash upside. That's C-H-I-M-E dot com slash upside. Think of what a difference having your paycheck just two days earlier could make in your life the stress that it could relieve. Chime.com slash Upside banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access direct deposit funds are depending on pair. Hey guys, uh, love the show. I was just listening to today's show about um, the fridge hack, and I do something similar, but instead of picking an arbitrary day as to when this is going to be, you know, expired or whatever. Um, I just put the day of the week that I put it in the refrigerator. That way, nothing ever stays longer than a week. I know a week is sometimes too long for stuff, but either way, it's like, you know, when it went in the fridge and, uh, you know, a week is always the default expiration. Um, A lot of times we throw stuff out sooner anyway, but I don't like to try to guess as to when it's going to be, you know, when did I eat it? How long has it been in here? Like, did I decide three days or five days or seven days? So that's my preference just said. Give you more two cents. Thanks, guys. Hey, Jeff. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I can relate to how you're feeling with regards to Elise Myers because I 
firmly believe that I am one of those people that Callie has flagged on Instagram. And to this day, I can't figure out um, what I said that was so offensive. So anyway, just had to share. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. I am listening to um, this past Friday's show, um, and you guys are talking about fingerprints. Um, my mother-in-law is a, um, a lunch lady at a middle school, has been for many years, and she doesn't have fingerprints. And she can grab the hottest stuff and have, like, no problem with it. It's insane. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely true. She has basically just burned the fingerprints off of her fingertips, and now they're just numb, and she can pick up whatever she wants to. It doesn't matter if it's, like, fresh out of the oven. It's crazy to me. So, Callie is definitely right. It sounds crazy, but it's actually true. So, have a good day, y'all. Not only do you deserve to have people in your life that want to be in your life, you deserve to have people in your life that love you for 100% you. Not quieter you, not like less opinionated you, just you. You don't have to try to make them like you or you don't have to try to say the right things. You just get to be you effortlessly. That's what you deserve, okay? Because you're so cool and you deserve people that make you feel good, okay? I love you.